0: Welcome to the Opposable Thumbs Podcast. Opposable Thumbs is a podcast where Taylor and Rob tackle a new creative challenge every two weeks and talk about our accomplishments, failures, and lessons learned. Aaron O'Brien is our guest this week. Greetings, Aaron.
1: Woo! Bonjour, bonjour. Or say bonsoir, actually, because it's actually 8:30 here.
0: My name is Rob Ray. I use the he, his gender pronoun. I run the Exoskeleton Art Space in Los Angeles, which hosts very infrequent art openings and events. Um, I also run the Exoskeletal newsletter, which is an infrequently sent email newsletter, and I'm an experienced director at an interactive agency here in Los Angeles.
2: I'm Taylor Hokanson, and I'm an artist based in Chicago. I'm also an educator, a DIY engineer, CAD CAM evangelist, and noted tall person. And uh, I'm a he his kind of guy.
1: I'm Erin O'Brien. I use she or they. Um, I am a conceptual performance artist. An extremely lucrative career. I make <laughs> things, but they start from ideas, and I use a variety of different mediums to do so, like video or food. Um, and some of the food tastes really good, so people have encouraged me to take those outside of the gallery space and into uh, your living room. So I have a, uh, a um, sausage company called Meet My Friends. And because being an artist is so lucrative, I am also a private chef uh, and a trainer with an organization called Center for Story-Based Strategy, where we train social justice organizations how to use narrative strategy to build their organizations and their campaigns.
2: I feel like, I mean, I'm so excited by all of the variety that you've just listed there. And at the same time, I feel sort of anxious on your behalf because that must be such it's like such a self-generated way of being you know what i mean i mean at least at least going to work for me in part is established by somebody else right the container but it sounds like you're sort of creating your day minute by minute is that accurate
1: It, it is and and talk about uncertainty generators that (laughs) <laughs> certainly generates a fair amount of Booyah. uncertainty <laughs> from day to day. Will the rent get paid? Will I pay huh. these bills? Um yeah. Uh I think it's it's definitely a hustle. Um mm-hmm. but you know I think for me I chose that particular hustle so that I could, you know, have the quality of life that I have in Los Angeles and to live in Los Angeles and to be able to live in Los Angeles and say, spend six weeks in Vietnam or three months in Paris or these other sort of, uh, adventures that are a little bit more flexible when you're creating your own hustle. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What, um, you've been in Paris for a little while now. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I've, I've been here, I guess it's like uh, two months now. Um, uh-huh. And then I have another month and a half before I head back to l a.
0: That's cool. is there is there um a project or anything you're working on there? Or are you visiting friends or hanging out or what's what takes you to Paris?
1: Um, so I, I work for a family in Los Angeles as a private uh, chef, and um, so they're in Paris working for the summer, and uh, instead of cooking for them, I am uh, Left with the the care of their child, their very adorable four year old, um, so I am adventuring through Paris through the eyes of a four year old. I've seen every That's single awesome. park. Wow. I know all the all the yeah. the fun things for kids to do in Paris, and I'm actually getting to see Paris practice my French and do my own sort of research projects, which of course I'm doing in the side time. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's
2: funny as oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just saying I'm here to fill the well. I've just, like, been so busy, 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 like, doing all kinds of projects that I'm like, oh, what if I just, like, take in art and go see awesome exhibitions and meet new people and learn new languages and eat new food and, yeah.
2: I mean, it would be worth it just to see where uh, Dan Brown's novels take place just by itself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Except you have to, you know, brave the crowds, the bastions of tourists, which is just horrendous. In my sure. in my personal opinion, I have a very hard time with the the large touristy areas. Like as soon as I turn a corner and I and I see something really touristy, I'm like, oh, okay, backpedal the other way. <laughs> Gotta go the other way.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was it was funny. Yeah, I, time. I was. I mean, Rob and I talk often on the podcast about having young children and as artists with young children. One of the first things I was thinking was, uh, you know, to be able to go abroad must require that you have no kids. And then yet there's a kid on the other end waiting there for you. So
1: (laughs) yeah, and it's actually, you know, I think for me, it's not uh, my father was in the State Department, uh, so Mm -hmm. he was a career foreign service officer, diplomat. So I spent my whole life traveling before I was even born, like in utero. So Mm -hmm. to me... I've never known anything but traveling at any age. I like I you know when I moved back to the states, I remember meeting friends who were you know born and raised in the same town, lived in the same cul-de-sac, in the same room, and I thought this was incredibly exotic. I was like, really, your whole life here in this room? Like you went to kindergarten through like twelfth <laughs> grade with these people? Really? Um, it seems so foreign to me. So for me, I've always been traveling. So um, Mm. when people say, oh, it's so hard to travel with kids, I'm like, well, you know, I got dragged around the planet whether I liked it or not. And, um, you know, exploring this city with a four-year-old is definitely an intriguing way to see and experience a city and learn the culture and kind of the social mores and (laughs) what's acceptable and not acceptable. Um, Yeah. I say do it, you know, travel with kids, take them.
2: So, Aaron, before we, we share our responses to this week's challenge, and then Rob, remind me, what's the wording again of our challenge?
0: Uncertainty generators.
2: Uncertainty generators. So I, I know, Aaron, we had a conversation over email because uh, you had listened to some previous episodes, and it sounded like Rob and I, and I'm, I'm curious to hear more, like, does it, do we come across as pretty techie? Uh. <laughs> oh sure
1: yes yes yeah. like you guys build stuff that actually works like you know
2: <laughs> well in the video
1: yes exactly <laughs> for the time being um yeah you know uh also in my like experience like knowing rob's work like it's all very functional tech stuff and the, and and the 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 episodes that i have listened to I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's really techie stuff. Like, at one point, I was like, I have no idea these words that they're speaking of. I know it's English, but I'm not sure what they're speaking about. Um, so, you know, I, I, I have to say I was a little bit, tiny bit intimidated. I was like, uh, I make ideas, guys.
2: <laughs> if it makes you feel better uh, on this episode, and I'd like to say I did it just for you, but this was, I, my thing uh, blows up when I when I turn it on for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah.
1: I do feel so much better. You know, I, yeah. I like that you, you both embrace the idea of like create creating something over the course of two weeks and embracing sort of its successes and failures. Because part of the yeah. work that I endeavor to do is is an endeavor in failure and failure and really celebrating failure and embracing failure in all of my uh, art practice. It's...
2: Yeah, is there... Once you embrace it, does it cease to be failure? Is is there a is there an additional term, or is it just that we have to reevaluate our notion of what a failure is?
1: You know, I I often tell people if you aim for failure, you can only succeed because if you fail, <laughs> you've succeeded. That was your goal, and if you succeed, well, then you succeeded as well. So, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, What was
2: the thing in a in um, a uh, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy where you learn to fly you just have to throw yourself at the ground and miss i think was the, was the trick <laughs> exactly it's like
1: <laughs> if you really try hard you'll somehow manage to either fail or succeed whatever you however you define that you know i think for me as both a perfectionist and a, a child of immigrants and asian american like i failed it spectacularly in every way that i'm supposed to succeed Mm-hmm. So if were I not comfortable with the fact that like I'm queer, I'm mixed race, I'm an artist, I'm like genderqueer, like I don't succeed in performing femininity very well. Like all of these things, I I'm an, I make no money, like in all of the measures of success, I fail spectacularly. So in order to be just okay with myself, I have to be like, wow, failure. I'm really good at failure. I'm good at something.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, just last night, my wife and I watched Get Out. Have you guys watched oh, yeah. this movie? yeah.
1: Excellent, excellent. Mm-mm. Oh, Rob, no, you no. haven't
2: seen it? Oh, I really want no. to talk to you guys about it, but there's spoilers involved. Ooh. Rob, what do you think? Rob, are, <laughs> how to you have will-
1: seen it. How have you not seen it yet?
0: Yeah. I could just um, remove my headphones for a do, do you want to mute <laughs> yourself minute. for one second? I
2: just, I'm so curious to ask Aaron about something.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so uh, hang on. I will send you. So in, I will in... send
2: you a little message in Skype or in um, Slack once we're done talking about it. It'll just be a minute or two. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Uh, nice. Oh. Ooh, this feels so illicit. <laughs> <laughs> Private chat <Okay>. room. <laughs> so, so, Aaron, it sounds like we have consumed movies from a similar generation and so yes. forth. Yes. So, when you watched Get Out, were you bothered at all by a similarity to a very specific movie from our earlier consumption of movies? Do you know which movie I'm talking about?
1: Um, You know, it kind of reminded me of a couple films, but what... Mm-hmm.
2: Uh... Being John Malkovich was the one that was the most apparent to me. I mean, I, I loved the shift in the filter, uh-huh. but the fact that you had... Kath- and are you familiar with this movie? Have you yes, seen it any Yes. Or, or yes time recently? Yes. <laughs> so, so Catherine Keener, the fact mm-hmm. that there were doors that were only partial height, mm-hmm. the fact that they were doing that kind of Wes Anderson paneled basement shag carpet old timey tv with a grainy television signal and a group of old white people that had this sort of brain um or we'll put more spoiler alerts on the episode but but i just like there was so much stacked up because that movie was so influential for me you know getting into charlie kaufman and so forth yeah yeah like i was just so frustrated because i felt like it was too close like i want i wanted more distance between the two but i'm curious for your thoughts on the movie
1: you know, I think that um, I, I, I. It didn't even uh, register for me the the similarity until you mention it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more than anything, you know, I had heard so much about Get Out, so that by the time I saw exactly. it, I think I'm not I'm not a fan of horror genre, but it turns mm-hmm. out it's not really horror; it's more right thriller per se. Um,
2: Psychological I'm, horror is that a I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, I, I think what I what I appreciated about the framing of the film mm. uh, one, probably the reason I appreciated it is these sort of similarities to sort of being John Malkovich, but also that the that it was the the racism that was the scary shit, you know, like the stuff that you're sure. like, yeah, am I going to survive this, you know, because <laughs> no. I have these moments. I think as all pers- all people of color or like queer people, queer people of color, gender queer people, you have that moment where you're like, is my life at risk in this situation somehow? Sure. And what, you know, and I think also even as a female, you know, like you have these moments where you're like, ah, I don't know. If I'm in danger, and for what reason? Um, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So,
2: so being John Malkovich, I guess, is like a flight of fancy because it's so absurd that you you don't really picture yourself in those situations. I, mean, I don't think anybody would fully. Whereas, this right, movie, because it's
1: kind of surreal that you know, like you're on this thirteenth and a half floor, and there's you know right. this sort of like these in between places, and you know, I mean, I think dialogue wise also was a little bit ludicrous. um... Mm-hmm. But I think all of those films were a little sort of. I think that's why Mal- I appreciate. Malkovich it was yeah.
2: ludicrous there.
1: Uh, it wasn't, or, or, or get out. No, no, John, uh, being John Malkovich, I think mm-hmm. you know some of the dialogue is definitely not like conversations that you imagine transpiring between your friends.
2: Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad we're talking about this because um, it's it's warming me up to the differences. And and I, I'd also like to add as uh, so so my wife is mixed race and um uh, and her her mother's um chinese so so it's also interesting to hear about this because i 'm experiencing it from the side you know mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the um the fact that the girlfriend in the movie early on she does this sort of white person thing of no officer he won't he won 't give you the ID and i 've totally been guilty of being offended on her behalf oh, yeah. even as I fundamentally rep you know like it's not really my problem. Um. So. So. Yeah. So there are certainly parts of the movie where it's it's great when you watch something that is ostensibly a horror movie, but really it makes you think about how you interact with other people, interacting with your spouse.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) So clearly, it's doing some right. Yeah, like how implicated you are by race by proxy. Of yes. you know, who you're in a relationship with, which is incredibly intriguing. Although she was trying to avoid the police officer for maybe some other reasons than
2: That's a good point. I hadn't <laughs> I, had, I hadn't race. considered that either. But but it but it also it, it re strengthens it because it it adds so there are two narratives going on and you don't have access to the second one until you look back in retrospect, so that's that's nice.
1: Exactly, because for you know, like for him, I think you know, were I in that relationship, that would be like, yeah, that's right, she's got my back. Okay, we're good here. I'm totally fine. I trust her. No problem. Mm.
2: Nice. Okay. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to bore Rob too much. But um, yeah,
1: yeah. Let's bring Rob back. Sorry, Rob. Oh wow.
2: Well, we should, we should totally have a, a movie review in every episode. <laughs> okay. Let me. Uh, Tell them to come on back. Okay, great. So yeah, we'll we'll have to come up with some mega spoiler alerts because yeah, that's that's one of those ones. It's nice to go into without being prepared. Hello. Hey, Rob. Hey. We just we had yeah. (laughs) So I guess. Now you'll have to go see
1: it, and we'll talk to you about it later.
0: (laughs) You'll have to go see it right
2: away because you got to edit the podcast in like twenty four hours, right?
0: I do, (laughs) but I'll uh, (laughs) I'll just um. Assume that all of that stuff needs no editing, and I'll just let it. Run. It was
2: pretty good. Yeah. No. Aaron. Aaron. Um. Uh. I feel like I want to go watch it again now. I have. I think we room. should do it a
1: double feature.
2: Mm-hmm. With oh, with what other movie? Oh, with yeah. the the wedding. Uh, no. What was again?
1: <laughs> with me, John Malcolm. Oh, dude,
2: Rob, oh,
0: you okay. didn't hear that. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. So I guess. Yeah, that's, you'll see. <laughs> that's good. You'll see. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> well, shit. I c- I could talk about this all day at rap, I'm I'm gonna turn the baton to you because um, yeah, we'll have to make it like a, a a sister episode, a daughter episode. That's all movies.
0: Who wants to go first? Uh, Since your
2: Taylor
1: goes first.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Let's see. Taylor. <laughs> to follow yep.
2: the notes. Well, yeah. Let me let me lead off with a um a, an elegant failure, uh, because that'll put everyone at ease.
1: I will say I can see how this might blow up if you turn it on. <laughs> 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 I know that was a spoiler alert because you told us yeah. it blows up. But
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Okay. So, yeah. So it looks like a... Aaron, feel free, of course, to dive in, but it looks like there's a piece of sort of PVC pipe looking something or another.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Uh, I don't know what the... And It's so we're looking at it, sort of um, like Taylor Eye view, looking down on the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like the PVC pipe is maybe filled with some sort of epoxy or has some sort of cap on zoom it. Zoom in
2: on it, dude. You'll you'll figure out what it is. It's Wait, just discovered
1: it. See. I yeah, see it. It's a quarter.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a quarter. Yeah, it is a quarter.
1: <laughs> a quarter oh, that wow. looks a and little the... fried.
2: Yeah.
0: It looks it looks fried, for sure. Yeah, it's very... Um, singed. Uh, yeah, singed. Yeah, yeah. And it's um, kind of soldered on each end. So the quarter is sort of like popped down into the maybe, I guess it's probably half-inch PVC or mm-hmm. something like that. And um, there's a little axle
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of soldered on each side. So the quarter is kind of suspended in the middle of the pipe. Um, but does the quarter turn
1: or is it fixed? It looks like it could turn.
0: It looks like it could turn, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's an amazingly nice slea yeah, machine knurled <laughs> thumb screw <laughs> looking thing mm-hmm. yeah. that goes into the side of the P V C pipe, but at this point I have no idea what that what that thumb screw does. That's the blow up but switch, looks, I think. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Yeah.
2: It looks awesome, though. So, so picture number two will help fill in some of these gaps.
1: Okay. Does it, okay. Is it on fire? Hold on. Aha! <laughs> this plugs into oh. the tank. Yes. So this looks like yeah. an attachment that you would plug right into your butane tank or your barbecue or something of that nature. Yep. Some sort of yep. combustible yep. gas chamber.
0: Yeah, or like yeah, and I see an air hose in the background that could yeah, be going to a com- yeah, compressor, propane tank, something like that. Yeah. And there's like a large on-off switch or uh, Lever. not switch, but valve. valve. Yes, valve. Uh and then like a couple of pieces that I think just convert that the threads on the valve into piece of pipe that's going into the pvc pipe mm-hmm. so yeah there's definitely some pipe bomb looking ish stuff here. i don't think you're supposed to say that uh, like out loud the yeah bird. yeah flag something
1: somewhere <laughs> maybe not i don't think like anyone's Taylor, been uh appointed to those offices so you might be cool
0: yeah yeah that that there's just like an empty chair with <laughs> w- with a pair of headphones yeah. that, that has our conversation chair, not a not a figurative chair <laughs> yes yes yeah all right, so and, yeah, check
2: out that yep. movie if you okay. guys are ready. Let's see okay. what it does. All right, and there's a good sound component here too.
1: Oh okay. good. Oh. Oh. Ah. oh.
0: <laughs> <I> see. <laughs> wow.
1: Heads or tails?
0: exactly oh my well, gosh
2: yeah it's hard it's hard to know in this particular time through
0: <laughs> that is cool
1: that is pretty cool
0: so so you blast a shot of air through this tube it flips which, the coin um yeah flips the coin uh, seemingly uh, hundreds of times per second <laughs>
1: yes. it also ejects and the coin <laughs>
0: Yes, and then we see about five, four seconds in. Oh, did it do what I... It just sheared off the entire chunk of PVC pipe.
1: Oh, so the air force is so strong that you can't contain that quarter in its place.
2: So see if you guys can Whoa. determine what that, what I'm doing there. At sec- second four, because that knurled thing is the last uh, piece of information oh. here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I see.
0: That's your stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you twist the thumbscrew down, it should the coin should collide with it and then make it. Oh, right, because that otherwise you'd have to like that. So that would be like a hard stop on the coin. Oh, so that's what makes
1: it project.
2: Yeah, so, so you, you guys you guys are right there. So so basically there's a, um, so it's compressed air, mm-hmm. and the compressed air is coming in at a smaller diameter than the PVC pipe, so it's mm-hmm. off to one side. Oh. And then, so that causes the coin to blow in a, in a specific, so it would always blow clockwise, for example, depending on your point of view. Right. And so, yep. So the thumb screw is actually a, a spring-loaded stop, so you twist the thumb screw, and then it shoots down, Oh, about cool. half an inch, but it's, it's, it's on the opposite it. side for the air. Yeah,
1: Hit the coin, right? No, mm-hmm. the coin hits it right. as it's flipping around.
2: Right, so the idea is that uh, the air is still blowing up from one side, and then the stop prevents the quarter from continuing to rotate. So oh, the right. air pressure should just sort of lock the coin in place at either heads or tails. Right, but um,
1: instead it just projects... Exactly. Just blew the
2: end off yeah yeah so, <laughs> yeah. so
1: same so the, different i mean it's gonna land heads or tails yeah. wherever it yeah. lands
2: yeah right it's true so it yeah. so it definitely worked once and then now, now i just it's the, the problem is i use super glue so i can just come back through with epoxy and then try to make and maybe you know make the whole thing out of metal in order to keep it more um more stable but yeah the, the, i just did a bunch of research on um engines and motors and stuff and And I was Ah. thinking about, you know, sort of original mechanical computing and all that and um, how engines and machines are about taking one kind of force and converting it into some kind of useful work. So that got me into working with these parts. And and I just wanted to do air stuff, too. I'd never really done Mm air-powered stuff. Um, Also never soldered directly onto currency before, so that was kind of fun to do. Yeah. Also illegal,
1: um, but, you know... I'm pretty oh, sure yeah? no one's in charge of that bureau right now either.
2: <laughs> we, yep. we, we just, yep. we just broken 80 tiny laws right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder uh, if you yeah.
1: were to just can the air, like stop the air, it, whether uh-huh. it sure. would just not project the quarter across the room.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think so, so this, I definitely, I went out at 8am this morning to do this video and blew it up. And then, um, didn't have time, you know, if I'd been thinking I would have tried it and then I could experiment with a couple of other adhesives or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the goal was that the air pressure would make it go really fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, and, and when, when you hear it, the, the iPhone tamps it down, but it really sounds like a jet engine taking off. <laughs> and so I, I liked the, um, the bigness of that yeah. compared with the smallness yep. of the results. Mm-hmm. Um, but my little design couldn't quite handle the the big part. Right. So, there there is a a small dollop of macho uh, in here, but but I was also kind of delighted by like the way the way that it died is actually really fixable. So Uh I um, I don't know it didn't really bug me that much.
1: Although I'm 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 almost a little bummed that it isn't some sort of a blowtorch device. That's (laughs) what I was, you know, because like when I first saw the images, the second image, you know, having worked in catering and food service. You know, you yeah. break oh, out yeah. like the propane canister, and you're like trying to get it to work. And there's a line of people, and they're like, "Hey, when's the next order?" You know, like, and you're trying to connect something to make fire. And uh, you know, anyways, blowtorch would have been next time. Just connect it to the butane tank or the propane tank.
2: Well, Aaron, remember yeah, you, you, could... you get to decide what the next challenge is. So I do. That's right. <laughs> fire! Fire! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah and and yeah yeah oh wow okay so did it land heads or tails you know i I, it's funny i didn't
2: even look the uh i i just i just went inside and uh you know went about my day at that point made my little the uncertainty has
0: been generated yeah (laughs)
2: oh you're right and we still don't know heads or tails. that's right yeah that's right it's sitting out there in the garage but i should i should go in there with my eyes closed and cover it and then never yeah never 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 look yeah
0: yeah, just like pour a hunk of epoxy on yeah. the top of it, and you'll just never know. Like, it would be like, um, who, "Who's that? Who's that artist guy?" Oh, I, Paris Air. I thought
2: you were going to Schrodinger on that.
0: Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> but uh, oh my gosh, the the artist we can never stop hearing about from Paris. I don't
2: know a Parisian artist, Ooh, A contemporary oh, artist, oh Duchamp, yeah. Yes, thank uh, you. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. There's hundreds of years of French artists. Are we talking contemporary? Yeah. Are we talking, yeah. you know, surrealists? You know. Like, who are we you talking that, about?
2: You know, the guy. He's the guy. That French
1: guy. <laughs> we all know him. He
0: has the... I feel like uncertainty has, like, a certain kind of, like, anyway, like, thread through his work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, sure. the... Aleutary? Like, there's the, the vial of Paris air, and it's like, is it really Paris air or not? And then there's, like, some ball with like a thing inside it, and you're like, "Well, is the thing actually inside it?" Anyway,
1: yeah. I mean, all the data is kind of screwed with our ideas in that way. That kind of is fun. It's playful.
0: Yeah.
2: Have you yeah, Have you guys sorry. seen? Um, oh yeah, because he also had the large glass, and then when it was broken by movers, he left it as right. is. Yep. Yeah. I I come yeah. from a very distinguished lineage here, guys, with my exploding uh-huh. my exploding
0: <laughs> PVC uh, pr- propane tank. <laughs> You do shopping quarter
2: Have you guys seen... There's another podcast that just came out with one of the actresses from Broad City, and I'm forgetting who it is from Broad City, but I guess she was a graphic designer before she became an actress. And so now she goes to MoMA with a famous person and does these little 15-minute podcasts about some item from the collection. Uh, And I think it's called A Piece of Work, Mm -hmm. but it's um, the first one they did... I think it was with Hannibal Burris, and they were looking at Duchamp's, um, you know, the the one with the uh, bicycle wheel and the stool.
1: Oh, uh uh-huh, yeah.
2: I'd be curious to see what you guys think about it. It's it's pretty reductive, and so I'm really hoping, I think RuPaul was on the fifth one, and so I'm really hoping that they can, and it's so short, it kind of has to be, but I'd love to see those get a little longer and really get into it, because it, you know. They were a little bit stuck on the oh you know can a bicycle wheel be a piece of art and so if you listen to it as somebody that's gone through you know any art that's training cool. <laughs> it's it, it's a little bit a little bit of a snooze when you would hope that you know it's really because um, I was listening thinking oh I've been waiting my whole life for this podcast but then you know but I don't you know, know maybe what? we should we should make that podcast <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah right, right right and it was the right. first episode I mean you know and and I understand they're pitching to a really broad audience but I'm curious to see yeah. how that one develops.
1: Mm. I'll yeah. definitely check
0: it out. Oh yeah, it's called a piece of work. I, I link to it and mm-hmm. I'll link to it in show notes, but I also put it in the Slack channel just so we can see what it looks yeah. like. Abby Jacobson, there. that's cool.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, who's who's next, dudes? If we're, I guess we're going by the official thing. So, Aaron, that would be you, right?
1: Oh hey, oh yep. okay. Um, I only have well, I have several bad pictures, but I have one reasonable picture of this, so I will.
2: Cool. Me, I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing the bad pictures too. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Rob, why don't you start and then I'll I'll join you.
0: Wow. Oh yeah. speaking of breaking laws, no.
2: I think we're I think more <laughs> laws have just been broken.
0: Whoa. Okay, so Okay. Uh yeah is is the right word a bell jar is that the right word for what a bell the a bell jar? Like, thing you put over
2: a thing <laughs> that's racist. to keep I'm just kidding. it um, that's pretty that's pretty
1: racist <laughs> right? uh, yeah, I, well, I think a bell
2: jar that. is a specific kind so what I'm seeing is more like a hopper mm. um, yeah a mm-hmm. hopper yep yeah. that's that's yeah that's yeah, a better yeah, word for so it. sort of yeah. an,
0: or like a funnel
2: an open top glass vessel mm-hmm. um, that's mounted. So it's it looks like a cup at the top, and then it has a long, skinny sort of pipe. But it doesn't quite look like scientific glass. And I can see there's some text on the side, but I what does it say Kona. So perhaps this is mm-hmm. a brand that um, you know people in the food industry might be aware of. But maybe it's scientific. I don't know. But but why don't you describe the more exciting parts of the? <laughs>
0: it, yeah. So so it looks like it definitely looks like there's a hopper. It definitely looks like a cross between. Some sort of scientific equipment mm-hmm. meets coffee making thing meets um, free basing equipment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> uh, and speaking of freebasing equipment, there the hop. So the hopper uh, has like a about maybe a six to eight inch looking um, glass pipe that comes out of the bottom of the hopper. And there's a cork in the bottom. And then there's what looks like kind of a... Yeah, kind of a... Uh, some sort of pipe, glass pipe. And store the hopper is filled with various pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <laughs> some of them look recognizable as maybe like a fish oil. Yeah, I think I see tablet. some
2: fiber pills in there. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Various various things that probably wouldn't kill you. But then there's definitely some ones in there. The pink that... ones I'm concerned about. Yep. Yeah, there's some pink pills in there that are very interesting. There's and so yeah, so it it looks like uh a device for Randomly consuming a pharmaceutical.
2: Yeah, so I, I just I just put a link happens. up. I just put a link up on the shared link. So are you guys familiar with the slang, the Jeffries? Yeah. Um, supposedly, what it's saying on Urban Dictionary is that this comes from the movie Get Him to the Greek. Mm-hmm. Although talking to um, I have an in-law who is well informed in this territory. He does. Um, uh, epidemiology with uh drug usage and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so he wow. he was in he, we were just talking about this term, the Jeffries, but but apparently this is sort of a um a college kid game where you just grab a whole bunch of random pills and crush them all up and then you just take a take a big swallow and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Ouch, god. So, oh yeah, yeah. so the um so this is like a this is like a high class Jeffries device. Yeah. But, but I think I think if we find out that there's a lot of um stuff that's good for you in here, maybe we're wrong about the pink pills and maybe it's just like oh, yeah. right. you know, it's the uncertainty is generated by how much healthier you'll be afterwards. But but I can imagine <laughs> smoking yeah. fiber go is way. gonna make you poop better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a certain way you're supposed to take fiber. <laughs>
2: Indeed. Yeah. Oh, is it so maybe are we, Rob, are we just degenerates and assuming this pipe is for smoking? Is it um <laughs> Is, the, is there is there another entry point into the uh, into the body with this? <laughs> it
0: could go into many. It could be yeah. yeah. Uh, there's many like off-label uses. It sounds like mm-hmm. uh, this whole thing is off-label. Could yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it I is. Yeah, that. yeah. It is definitely
1: and it, and off-label, and that is part of the uncertainty. Uh, it's like, huh? Yeah. What is this?
2: <laughs> I'm also really digging the stand. You know, so we've described yep. this glass element, but there's this really great not quite art deco, but it certainly appears to be of an older era. Mm-hmm. So the stand, mm-hmm. you know, has this great maybe wood or plastic black shiny handle mm-hmm. and these sort of chrome shiny silver parts that are, you know, there's a part that holds the glass and then the stand has this great kind of clothlet looking thing. So it, it appears antique, at least in part. Um, yeah, although it's the
1: same. Yeah,
0: very eight, 18th century Parisian chemist. Yeah, or, or, or barber. <laughs> well, I'm in yeah. Paris. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And by chemist, I meant like uh, drugstore chemist, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So
2: maybe this was maybe this was acquired uh, at least in part at one of those great uh, open air markets they had. It
1: was. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh wow! Nice. Yes. So I Taylor. I really want to hear some more. Uh, hey man, I'll be here all week.
0: Um, yeah! Wow!
2: I want to hear about this, but um, but Rob, do you yep. want to do you want to say anything else before we?
0: No, no, no! I think that's... yeah, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron lay it on in. us.
1: You know, uh, this idea of uncertainty generator. I was trying to think about sort of, you know, where does uncertainty come from? Uh, mm-hmm. And it comes mm-hmm. from doubt. It comes from not knowing. And you know, one of the sort of immediate things that came to mind was like. I have all these spices and I'm like, I'll remember what that is. Sure. And then I don't label it. And then I'm like, well, if I taste it, I'll be able to remember what it is. And I do the same thing when I'm traveling. So I have this giant pile of vitamins and pills and I'm like, sure, I'll know which one is which. And then (laughs) I never actually remember which is which. Um, But then, you know, I was thinking uh, about this idea of, um, you know, currently the debate around health care and uh for me uh, i was like oh crap am i gonna have health care when i get back to the states like should i just stay in paris and like you know because they have healthcare here like if i get hurt if i break my leg if i get sick i can go to the hospital here you know like if yeah, i were in the yeah. states i have to think through that a little bit more and in fact even though i yeah. do have the affordable care act my silver level plan, which is kind of, you know, between fancy and not fancy of the Affordable Care Act yeah. packages, does not cover me for one single urgent care facility within 50 miles of my house. I live in Los Angeles. That's a big <laughs> radius. Yeah. Wow. So I was thinking about, you know, this idea of uncertainty with medication. Like, are you going to be able to access medication? Like, are you know, like when I first got here, I was... uh sick and a friend of mine who is a doctor was like it's cool whatever you need we can get it for you you know um but I was like wow if I was in the states would I actually be able to get these prescriptions would I be able to get them filled would I even be able to you know like I basically like saw the doctor right up until the day I left and then they were like yeah we'll tell you later what you have we don't know so there was also this uncertainty as I embarked on a three and a half month journey like wrong with my body I don't know yeah. could be something grave could be totally fine could you know um and for me you know my best friend actually has uh uh two tumors in her head in her brain and you wow. know I as her chosen family have been has been I've been involved in this process uh over the last three years of like going to radiation with her, going to chemo with her, you know, just hanging out with her when she's in between treatments and, you know, for a lot of Americans who are about to lose their health care because it's on the chopping block, like that uncertainty of like, yeah. are you going to be able to go to the doctor? Are you going to be able to even, you know, get access to, to find out if you're sick, much less get access to the medication to make you better when you are sick. Um, so yeah, I was kind of percolating on that idea quite, uh, figuratively and literally. And I had, I had found yeah, this yeah. object, uh, at one of these open air flea markets in Paris and was like, what is this? This is so cool. I must have it. Um, it's a vintage, uh, coffee maker, the part of it. Uh-huh. So the stand <laughs> of it and the, the top glass vessel part are part of this vintage coffee maker. Um, And then it didn't come with the other parts. And I had been doing research around, you know, looking at this. And I was like, wow, what if you get this amazing thing that can do this amazing thing, but you only get half of it? Like, how do you get Uh (laughs) the other parts? Like, do I have to order them off eBay? Do I have to, like, search every market for the bulb that goes at the bottom and the little heater part? Like, you know, there's other parts to make this functional, and I don't have those parts. Um, and like how expensive it is, is it to actually get those parts? And then I was like, wow, that's actually yeah. kind of deep theoretically or like, you know, uh-huh. to think about how we have access to healthcare, but we don't have access to healthcare." You know, like we pay a lot of money for the privilege of going to the doctor to pay a lot more money to be at the doctor. Like my best friend, her chemo treatments, you know, even with really good health care, her copay is Ten percent. So she pays two thousand dollars each time she gets a treatment. She gets ten treatments a year, but each treatment is actually twenty thousand dollars a pop for her to sit there Whoa. and poison her body with chemotherapy for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. This little nugget at the bottom that looks like I think you guys were. Uh, it, it does look very much like a crack pipe or some sort of <laughs> uh-huh, <for sure. laughs> drug paraphernalia. Um. I found in the Chinese market, there's like a sort of wholesale retail store of like restaurant goods. And I like to peruse these shops. Um, yeah. And I saw these and I was like, what are these for? What is this? This looks like some chemistry experiment. Um, it's actually the cork there. You put it in the bottle so you can perfectly measure two milliliter shots of alcohol.
0: oh my gosh wow (laughs) and they had two
1: millimeter aspect of degeneracy yeah (laughs) exactly they had two millimeter four millimeter like different size shot measurements and so you buy this you put it on top of the bottle you swig out a shot open the cork at the end and pour it out um but it fit perfectly into the bottom of this sort of um, uh you know pill distributor as it were so you know Conceptually I'm thinking about these uncertainties but how do you how do you represent that visually?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, you also yeah. had to get this made while traveling abroad and on the fly and I think uh we put off our last show by a couple of days so just great job. <laughs> <Thank you>. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Also yeah. I was a little bit yeah, yeah.
1: because I apparently didn't get the message about what the next show theme was so I was yeah, yeah, He's right. Flying blind yeah. for you a really little while there.
0: Made it happen, definitely, definitely. Yeah, killer. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you, um, have you tried it?
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> I have, and uh, just so you you know, just to reveal all, uh, the pink pills are the B twelve. So it could be scary, or oh, cool. it could be dangerous. Yeah, you know, the whole yeah B twelve and what it releases in your. mind. I mean, there was always I what think is B twelve. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was like urban legend when I was younger, but like, okay, this is maybe too much information, but I remember being told at some point that there was this sort of conspiracy theory that the government didn't want people to actually have functioning brains that worked, which is why they like took B12 out of everything so that like you had to, in order to get enough B12 to have your cognitive functions Operating at the level of your brain's capacity, you had to either take B12 or take acid. I don't know that these actually correlate. (laughs) This was an urban legend, maybe, I think.
0: Yeah, again, like, super props for, yeah, being able to pull off something this cool in a different country and, like, Mm -hmm. with a, clearly a full plate for yourself. Probably, like, just getting everything done. So, yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Okay, so... I'm gonna post a link to a video. I have a cup, so I have three things that I made, and they're variations on on a theme and I'm gonna post a link here that I hope works for both of you. I'm not exactly sure how heavy duty this video is. I'm a little worried that it's giant, but we'll see how it goes.
2: I'm with Comcast now, baby.
1: Oh uh, yes. Is this?
2: That's Ooh. right.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, so, so go ahead and play we it. We got if a you great 90s. I had the same wallet. Uh, Aaron, did I you have this wallet? I had
1: the same wallet as well. Yes. Like well,
2: The classic uh yeah, the the, the trifold uh, black leather chain wallet. Um with a heavy-duty looking chain and then the wimpiest mm-hmm. possible clip at the end. This is mm-hmm. very familiar
0: to me.
1: Ooh, <laughs> a little receipt in here. Meet me here tomorrow. Oh, it's a secret message.
2: Uh, there was also a, a gum wrapper that had "keep quiet."
1: Oh yes, Chasey Penny's. It. Does it even exist anymore?
2: <laughs> He's a Maxonista. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
2: I think I stole that from Two Dub Queens. I just have to put that out there real quick.
1: Attention. Oh, dear. This looks scandalous. Something about explosive materials. There's pictures. There's pictures in this wallet, this 90s wallet also, machine.
2: I should also add that uh, Rob is committing the cardinal sin of the vertical-oriented. Yeah, I keep iPhone, turning my phone over there.
1: and over to try and get it. This is it, it says on the back of this photo. God, stop turning it around, Rob.
0: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> okay. I didn't realize it was going to be vertical. It didn't key didn't left under eyeshadow.
1: left corner. These are secret messages. I. I <laughs> this, this is turn, another picture turn, turn. of equipment and gear. Test all six devices. Ooh, ooh, ooh! There's a challenge here. We have a mission. Oh, I feel like we're on a mission. Oh my gosh! There's a, a what is that a hatchet continue mm-hmm. smashing key will fall out
2: yeah a hatchet and a, and a hard drive and man. a hard drive. hard drive
1: yikes what kind of key are we talking about here oh we are on like a journey oh my goodness we're going down a hallway stop turning your phone
2: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh.
1: underground that looks, pipes
2: that looks kind of parisian too
1: it does or vietnamese but it is the third from the bottom we have to find the third cable connected to some box. So Uh-oh. Aaron
2: is, re- is reading text that's found on the back of a pile photos of Photos and a
1: battery that says yep. uh, wet the skin first to charge the battery. Make sure the something are in place to prevent shock. Ouch.
2: Wet the skin? I don't know if these are good. These are not nice suggestions. I think. No
1: data. This is a photograph of... One of those traffic signals, but it says no data. Oh, whoa!
2: <laughs> oh, are we going to hack a hack an LED traffic signal or
1: something? <laughs> I feel I like that. we've been charged with some sort of a scavenger hunt. It's but true. we have to, we have to complete this mission that has been, you know, sort of bequested to us in this wallet of sorts.
2: Yeah, this one's this one's complex. It also tells us to keep quiet. So are we are we failing right off the get go?
1: I mean, we did just weird? narrate the entire video. Yeah. So it's not. Hard.
0: I
2: also like how it's kind of punk rock, but then the receipt is for Lemon Pellegrino <laughs> <laughs>
1: and margaritas. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so Reb sent so us just... some more media. I sent a new link. So this
0: is the second video. Apologies again. It's. The vertically oriented video, which should never happen in life.
1: Exactly. Should well, never happen. Maybe,
2: ever, you're, maybe ever. you want us to feel rage.
0: The, yeah. Is that,
1: that's the uncertainty. What way do I turn my thing to see this video? Oh, okay, hold, please.
2: More pictures. So now we have a wallet that's less 90s.
1: Yeah, this is sort of an 80s wallet. Maybe even. F-
2: the best porta potty, the honey bucket. Uh, this one, this one's really hard to interpret because everything is upside down. Uh, one of the photographs is the uh, fork lock from a previous episode. Uh, memorize. See, there's an indication to memorize an electrical diagram. We're climbing into a sewer or something about 50 feet down. It's a measurement on a bucket. So the second wallet is a little more adult, maybe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There is a... Where you would normally put a picture of your kids or your driver's license or something, there's a sort of fancy red sports car. Yeah. And then these pictures are a little harder to get because they're going so fast, but there's like a crazy sports car with an eagle mural on it, and it says, (laughs) Will, keys under the rear... We're driving down the highway. Uh, there's a landmark to note. There's a particular parking spot. Oh.
1: Uh-huh.
2: You will have to dig for it. There's a shipping container.
1: Get latex gloves.
2: Ooh. I didn't even catch that one. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, there's, like we were saying, there's a, uh electrical diagram to memorize, climbing a certain distance down a ladder.
1: Mm-hmm. There's an image of the fill. or just bag to point five. That's what it I looks
2: had. exactly like the meth that they made on Breaking Bad, basically.
1: Oh, aha! I did not see Breaking Bad. Uh, Spoiler alert! Um.
2: <laughs> one of one of the features of that show was the. The meth, which is a crystalline substance, could be recognized because of its blue uh, quality. That's um, right. Okay, uh, Aaron, have you got the third video?
1: Is this a different wallet?
2: Yeah, it's like a more modern wallet, I think.
1: Looks like a Mack truck limousine of some sort.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Expect pickup in September. September. Okay. Uh, this photo is of burned things. Unclear what dump destination. It says on the back the text. More burned things. Yes. And Those
2: may have been Rob's uh, cans from a previous episode.
1: Smash jar. <laughs> Gotta smash the jar. It is that is there's a po- there's a jar fixed into a wooden pole, and some lotus buckets, keys in the bottom. Dig through sludge. Awesome. Can't wait to stick my hand in that. <laughs> Again, these containers, shipping containers of some sort. But they have the second container. It's not the first container. They have air vents, so there's something inside. Oh. Huh. Someone is so drawing. This,
2: this one seems to have more in common with the oh. um, the second list. It's almost yes. like it's a parallel set of photos.
1: Mm-hmm more in depth. And there is a picture of cages, incubation cages for pupae. That's exactly what it is. Of course. I knew that.
2: You're illuminated and cast <laughs> in great shadows, too.
1: Here are all the boxes of the technical material that we need to uh, test. Incubation and surgical gear. That's why we have to test it. You want to make sure that works. And These same two figures in red, there's two people here, J and D from before. They're assholes, but useful.
2: Well, now we know (laughs) J and D are
1: assholes, but...
2: I'm kind of getting the impression that all three of these wallets are giving us different perspectives on the same events, is my guess.
1: True, and there's Mm. some sort of a stem with a cocoon egg sacs at maturity, in a jar, in a mason jar. It's very hipster, Mm -hmm. so...
2: Artisanal egg
1: sex. Yeah, I don't know what I'm looking at here. Worms, maybe? Larvae, yeah. stages, Close horde. Tonight. Worms, larvae. Oh. Adult. Note mandibles, it says, but that means you have to look at the, the teeth, yes?
2: Mostly, I'm just noting the dirty fingernails.
1: You so. know, I'm trying not to see that but it will be painful result three days uh, of a picture of somebody with their arm sort of bound in a <laughs> cast of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Someone got bit.
2: Well, wow, Rob, this one was intense, man. Is this, is that all your documentation?
1: No.
0: So yeah, so that, that is three wallets. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I have had an idea. This is one of those projects where it's like, I've had this idea in my head for at least eight years, Whoa, probably nine years.
1: Way to percolate on that. It's been that. on my list.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just really didn't want to do it until I, I really had it. No. Um, <laughs> and, and what I've always wanted to do with wallets is to, so when you see a wallet on the ground, Right. I can't ima- like, I feel like everybody thinks one thing, which is someone dropped their wallet, right? Like, uh, and so what I've always wanted to do is to make art pieces contained inside wallets. Ooh. And then I, I leave the wallets just on the ground in various places for people to experience. Hmm. Um, and so this is my first three attempts at that idea uh and so what i did is i went through all of the photos i have on my computer over the past like i don't know 10 years or however long i've been capturing digital photos and just randomly picked ones that i thought were cool and so i I did about 60 photos got these 60 photos and then i broke them up into different categories either interesting object location or um experience or vibe right like like Thing that maybe isn't a recognizable location, but has some stuff going on in it. And then I was like, how do I create a st- different, intriguing, mysterious uh, situations out of these stories? Mm-hmm. And so I took roughly 10-ish photos uh, and some receipts that I had laying around and essentially created a wallet that that a mysterious person has has dropped and it has sort of an important or critical mission for this person inside the wallet. Uh, And then the person who finds it would just find this wallet with these photos and stuff in it and just be like, what is this? Like what, what are these photos? What is this mission? And I, and I, I wanted the photos to be not really readily accessible as far as like, if you were to like, see you know san francisco or something like that there's a couple of places like on receipts where you can which gives it a little bit of believable context but is not like super easy to figure out and so one of the stories the ones we just talked about is about a sort of underground um, bunker where uh moths are being being grown uh that people then uh get uh, get bitten by and and we don't really know why. Um, and then uh, the other one is a sort of yeah more pharmaceutical drug uh, kind of underground layer. Uh, I think that one's the one that you have to go into. You could deduce that you're like oh you've got to go into a porta porta toilet, <laughs> and then like it's a fake porta toilet, and that actually takes you to an underground bunker. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, more mysterious. The first one is a little bit more mysterious. Uh, scenario. But but yeah, so this was me trying to sort of create a compelling narrative through just photos I have and through this kind of experience of you just picking the wallet off the ground on the sidewalk and being like, what is this?
2: Yeah, it reminds me, um, I'm hesitant to Google it for reasons that should be obvious, but there's. I, I think there's always these kind of like 4chan narratives that are always it's unclear whether or not they're true but it's somebody claiming you know to have found a body or whatever and then uh-huh. and then people will probably you know 11-year-old kids are <laughs> taking these photographs that try to make it seem like you know something super creepy has happened to them or or whatever but um yeah I love it I, I'd be curious to see if um is it important to you that the photographs are found cuz I I would love for the photographs to do all the work that the texts the text helps with but what do you think about that yeah
0: that's a good question yeah i debated about that about yeah contextualizing the photos or making them feel uh like if it was just photos and no text what does that look like or maybe the text only appears on the receipts or something you know so there's like Mm -hmm. less even less framing but i i chickened out and i went with the more framing
2: (laughs) Have you ever read the thing? There's this great example. I think it's on Atlas Obscura, which winds up being like half the links in our show notes. But the uh, <laughs> the, the Simpsons already did it. Uh, but they, they had this great story, or wherever I read it about. Um, they took a corpse. The, the United States government, or at least the Allies, they took a corpse and dressed it up like it was a, um, a higher-level military officer during World War II. And then he had a briefcase... Oh attached to his hand that had all these fake documents in it. Ooh. So then they put him on ice and they shot him out of a torpedo tube. <laughs> so he'd he'd wash up on I think on the coast of Spain. And then the idea Ooh. was like not only did they have to have all the fake documents, but they did all this stuff like a fake ticket to a particular play in the UK at a certain so you know so that as they were as the Germans or whoever was researching the validity of the material, they had to create the sort of story that was you know, evidence to support how this person would have made their way to this particular coast on that particular day.
0: Hmm. Wow, that's cool.
2: So it seems like that would be up your alley. I'll try to find that.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, totally. So each of the wallets is for one of us. Um, oh. Ah, yeah, t- Taylor, you get, you get the trucker wallet and your name is stamped on the wallet. <laughs> just, just your first name. <laughs> and taylor you get the the other more kind of 80s wallet that's arid or and me? that wait who? that's you you get the 80s wallet okay good and uh mm-hmm. and your initials th are stamped on that wallet mm-hmm. and then i have like the more thin wallet the last one yeah um and and my first name is stamped on that wallet and i just want to ask like i will i will mail it to you and i'd like you to leave it mm-hmm. in a place in sure. wherever you are that you think is would would uh, what's the right word would conjure a mysterious interpretation uh, of 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 this. So so, yeah. so a, a place that maybe uh, frames the story even more, oh. like a weird a weird place in your town or a place that gives you the creeps or something like that.
2: For okay, sure, man. I'm going to go in the middle of the night and hide it behind the old dead tech sign. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Can you mail it to Paris? I'll leave it here in Paris. <laughs> yeah. I it,
0: I was nervous about realizing mailing. it. I was like, if you intercepted this package, yeah. yeah. What would you think? Oh, oh, there are some Parisian photos in there. Ooh. There's there the underground photos are from the catacombs. Oh yeah
1: yeah yeah. I was like, that looks like the catacombs. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah, and then there's another one that is a photo of like a bunch of wiring, like a wi- like conduit tubes. Good. And that is from, there's a museum in Paris of uh, that I really love and ha- have always been fascinated by and finally got to see of like, it's like the anatomy museum. I forget what the proper name is. I'll put it in show notes, but it's like tons and tons of animal skeletons. Oh,
1: I've heard. Is it a shop or is it a museum?
0: It's a museum. Okay,
1: so there's a museum of evolutionary, evolutionary history. history yes yes i've yeah, been I there many it. times are there so is this yeah. the one so are they narwhals in pay? the basement because this museum i know upstairs and downstairs yes. backwards and forwards yes in this museum because i've been there like five times with the kid
0: well that's where you gotta drop the wallet man
1: <laughs> i think so yeah can yeah. you mail it actually send it to my post office i might be able to
0: i'll try yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i'll try Yeah, because it has, um, there's this amazing, like the, the, I think it's the basement, the downstairs of that building has like really interesting arched ceiling, like vaulted ceilings, but they sort of bent the conduit to run around all the vaults. (laughs) Oh, cool. It's totally amazing looking. Yeah. And so I took, I had taken a picture of that because I was really into that and then decided to use it because it was weird.
1: Nice. Nice. So
0: apologies again for the vertical videos. Oh, I I needed a yoga
1: stretch. So it was good for me. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So, Rob, I think we should uh, we should do the finishing up biz. I I thought all it's three time. of these went great today.
0: Yeah. Great yeah. Yeah. Job, really everybody.
2: Good. Yeah.
1: yeah. I feel that was kind of uh, also. I love how it was very analog, even though we were watching it in a digital format, like the video mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. I I'm. I prefer the tactile. The t- you know it reminded me a lot i you know of the story about vivian Mayer or like these ideas of like discovering like undeveloped film you know mm-hmm. like what's mm-hmm. the story behind totally. it you have to weather those photographs somehow a little bit
0: i know i, I have coffee grounds that i was going to like dunk <laughs> okay, them in
1: cool, cool.
0: but i was really nervous about just destroying them <laughs> so I, so i was like maybe after the podcast i'll dunk them and see how torn up they get but i did run over the wallets with my with my truck.
2: Nice. <laughs> so, uh, okay, Aaron. Yeah, it's challenge time, Aaron. It's, Lay it on us. It.
1: It's, it's challenge time. Okay, so here mm-hmm. I am in a foreign country with a language that I speak ish, sort of. I mean, okay, so look, mm-hmm. I took French when I was in high school. I started learning it when I was like seven, maybe, when I was in Cameroon, because we lived overseas and we lived in Cameroon, which is a French colony, and so people mm-hmm. speak French. But it's African French, um, which is a little different than French French. And then I took French all through high school, but two years of my French that I took, I took when I was living as an exchange student in Italy. So I'm not sure what I got out of that. (laughs) Um, But being here, I've been, um, you know, spending time with a whole new set of cousins that um, are from my mom's one of her older brothers. Oh. Um, and uh-huh. so everyone, when we gather, speaks in French that they know I can actually understand and sort of make my way in. Uh, and then in Vietnamese, so they're speaking sort of a mix of, I would call it Vietseis. It's like Vietnamese and <laughs> français mélanger together. And for me, as a, a polyglot, uh, I speak, I think English is my, you know, native language. Vietnamese was my first language, but I don't really speak it that well. Um, French, my Italian is better than my French. And then I speak some Spanish, of course, in the immersion program in Los Angeles. So I have moments where I'm like, I don't know what language these words are coming at me in. And I'm trying to Mm -hmm. discern what language I'm supposed to be understanding. Because I also live here in Paris in the 13th arrondissement, which is... Chinatown, essentially. And I live in these great big towers that are um, 33 stories and there's five of them. So there's essentially 30,000 people in like less than a square mile. Um, And everybody's an immigrant. I I guess in the 60s and 70s, the mayor was like, we're going to be like New York. And they built these huge towers. And then all the French Parisians were like, we're not going to live there. And it was all recent immigrants who moved into these towers. So it's continued in that tradition, you know, 30, 40 years later. Um, so it's a mix of like, uh, predominantly Asian, but also like various African countries. And so I, you know, people earnestly speak to me in the elevator and I don't know what language they're speaking, but I don't, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, yes, I, I don't know what language it is, but we're trying to communicate. And so I've been, and also I'm, you know, uh, engaging in this city with a 4-year-old. So, part of my job is to interpret everything for him. Like life, yeah. right? Like what is that? Why does that work? How does it work like that? What is that for? Planet of the Apes. Look, what is that about? I'm like, I can't explain <laughs> this to you. It's not for children. Um and then also like explaining like people will say things to me in French and he'll be like, "What did they say?" I'm like, "They said they you can't do that. Why can't you do that?" I don't know because they're French. They say no. So, Stop touching the furry <laughs> animals in the zoo shop. You know, like I, everything is like some process of interpreting and translating. So my, yeah. um, my charge to you and to your future uh-huh. guest is to create some sort of an interpretation device mm-hmm. um, that uh, can translate different languages and uh whoa nice. yeah see how that goes for you
2: <laughs> well that uh, uh, do i detect somebody who wants us to fail rob <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean it
1: may not be like an actual linguistic language that everyone knows and speaks Oh, am not sure, sure. like Esperanto, because like that's passive right or but like i was
2: just i was enjoying your sort of your impish delivery there like uh <laughs> you like you're 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 daring
0: us. There is a little bit of a daring, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm digging it.
1: I did this one performance project. It's ongoing where I take basically like 50 different spices and I lay them out on the table and people have to come up with someone they want to create an homage to and they identify six or seven adjectives. But then they have to smell and taste all these different spices and translate those spices into those adjectives or translate those adjectives mm. into a, a spice that represents that, that energy, that character, that essence, and then combine those spices into something else that makes like a spice mix for that person. Wow. So it uh-huh. may cool. not be a language necessarily of you know the many languages of the world that people speak. It could be about dialects. It could be about literally translating or interpreting, you know, for example, when I've listened to previous podcast episodes and not understood the words that were essentially jargon mm-hmm. or very technical, you know, mm-hmm. uh, language.
2: Yeah. Oh man, I, I feel like for once I already know what I'm going to do. What?
1: Oh, so fast. Yeah. Wow.
2: That's good. <laughs> that boom. That never happens. No, usually, usually I've, the first week is just like, what am I doing? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, the first week is so hard.
2: I think yes. I, I think I got one.
0: I have a question about the challenge. Mm -hmm. I have a question about the challenge. Um, I wrote down some things just as you were speaking about it, and I just wanted to maybe get some clarification or some guidance Mm -hmm. for us and our next guest. Um, Do you... So often... So the challenge becomes the title of the podcast, and so we try to come up with maybe one or two words Mm -hmm. that embrace the concept in a way that sort of give our guest and Taylor and I a kind of place to keep coming back to over this first week where we're like, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? Okay. Okay. The phrase is this like as a way to kind of, um, turn it over in our head. And I was curious, um, there's a couple of ways we could do it. We could do, we could use the word translation or we could use the word interpretation or both. We could use the word devices, which in some ways might conjure a physical object. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just curious if you if you wanted to sort of summarize it into between one and three right. words, what where would you go?
1: Well, just to complexify, which is not a word, uh, yeah. this situation. Um yep. like, translation and can be done of written text and interpretation is done yep. of of verbal or audio text, right? Yep. And so yep. because yep. they're so different, yep. I think. You could just pick one, right? Um, Uh uh, Many, many moons ago when we had pagers, uh, there was a young Asian American girl who had an odd green stripe across her hair. Um, She had a crush on me and she would send me these texts and I was like, honey, you've got to stop. One, (laughs) like there's nothing that's going to happen between us, even though you're really cool to, I don't understand these texts that you're giving me. Like, I don't know what you're sending me. I don't know what mm-hmm. they mean. And instead of stopping texting me, she gave me a small laminated card that, like, explained, <laughs> like, what each awesome. text meant. Like a little mini text <laughs> dictionary. It was Which laminated. Which sure made you
2: feel much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was
1: like, no, no. The whole point was stop texting me. But yeah. um, Maria, uh, very insistent on communicating with me, created this sort of key as it were for these text messages so that I would understand that one, four, three means I love you a little fast. Yep. Um, you know, you can type out "Bezos" with like the numbers. Yep. Yeah. Things like
0: eight, three, five, zero, five,
1: you know, <laughs> um, yep. so it could be some sort of a, a key for understanding a language or interpreting, you know, uh, it, it could be an actual device, uh, you know, so one of the links that I posted on our little uh, Google Doc here was about uh, artificial intelligence creating their own language between themselves. That they mm-hmm. started basically in order to communicate faster among themselves, develop their own language that humans couldn't understand. And so then the humans were like, whoa, 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 Slow, stop, no. They put the kibosh on, they said, like, we can no longer continue with this experiment. Um, because the AI machinery was creating a new language that was not understood by the humans that were that created this artificial intelligence. So it it could just be creating a new language. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be
2: It sounds like we have a lot of options. I, yeah. I feel like the key, uh mm-hmm. I really like the how short that word is the and key. how evocative it could be. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. just my two cents.
1: A, a linguistic key, or a key of understanding. How's that?
2: Ooh. Sure. There okay. Is.
1: A key of understanding.
2: All right, Rob, have we Rad. got it? Sounds good to me.
0: Yeah, I got it. It's been tight. Aaron, you had a couple things that you were into that I just wanted to give you a quick second yeah, to highlight those. Oh,
1: uh, right. So, one, I did link to uh, my best friend's blog. Uh, my best friend Felicia Perez who has uh, this journey with this tumor in her head and her blog posts are really phenomenal sort of way to think about our relationship to healthcare care and uh, and mm-hmm. social justice and what does it mean to be you know diagnosed with some tumors in your head um, yeah that, those sort of uncertainty generator of you know the the life we live um so that's there. But then I also put uh, a couple links to uh, projects that I'm working on, like my my sausages, um, this hologram project that I've been doing uh, called Vietnam More Than Love, which highlights or projects a positive image of LGBTQ Vietnamese in Vietnam and in the diaspora. And it has instructions on how to make these cool little DIY hologram projectors so you can watch... These specially formatted videos on your iPhone or your tablet. Um, Cool. And then I made a cookbook because, you know, I'm not busy enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My friend Tammy Nguyen, who uh, runs uh, Passenger Pigeon Press, uh, we collaborated on a cookbook. It's called Seductions. A, or what, a seasonal rumination on love, uh, which has a couple of different seasons, including monsoon season, seduction season. Um, so it's my first cookbook, and so there's a link there to to how you can get your hands on this hand printed letterpress hot print, uh, a very small edition uh, cookbook um, with uh, some recipes that are actually conceptual performative
0: ruminations on love. Awesome. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Taylor, did you have any other links that you wanted to share, anything that you're in, tools that you're into?
2: The design of my project was really aided and abetted by the McMaster car um, downloadable CAD files. So Ooh. I can't cool. remember if I've talked about this in the past, but if, if you go into McMaster just about everything, even down to the screws, um, if you go as if you're going to purchase something but just click to get its model instead of buying it, you can actually get a really highly detailed and, and perfectly measured 3D model. So I could just download you know, the particular valve I was going to use and the different pipe nipples and stuff because I hadn't worked with pneumatic systems before. And so at first I had a really complicated one I was designing out. And then the process of playing with the stuff in 3D really helped. So I didn't have to buy it all first and find out what I wanted and what I didn't want to buy.
1: Mm.
0: That's great. That's cool. yeah. yeah, that's great. I did not know that even though I've been to that website a bunch so i, I never dug into that so oh cool. dude good. i should, defi- yeah, I should good, definitely do it check I, it out tonight yeah it's really cool i always buy something and then i, I get it and it's like six times bigger than i <laughs> yes. imagined it or yes. six times smaller than <laughs> i imagined it
1: i've done this too <laughs> like, not oh. in the same sort of <laughs> variety of things that i'm buying but yes
0: also weirdly on
2: mcmaster stainless steel is almost always cheaper than other things when it comes to hardware oh. that always that always surprises me so that's another yeah, that's weird. McMaster yeah. trick for nice.
0: you. No rust, especially in Chicago. That's good. Mm-hmm. I only have one thing, and that's um, Derek Carter, who's a house DJ I like a lot. He just released yeah. a mix on Accelerator, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a kind of culture magazine, I guess. I don't know what you call those anymore, um, for their 500th podcast, and it's super great. Um, I usually am like a techno fan, but I love Derek Carter's uh, mixes, and... Um, I've been jamming that like all week and it's been actually like a super, this is a little bit like sad old electronic music person, but it's like really boosted my productivity. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 uh, uh, just to like jam out to this mix while I'm working on stuff and, and enjoying it. So yeah. I definitely encourage y'all to check that out. Uh, cool. Thanks. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap up the challenge. Uh, you can find, uh, photos of our finished projects on our project site called projects.opposablepodcast.com. Again, that URL is projects.opposablepodcast.com. It is looking awesome. Thank you, Taylor, for rocking that out. Uh, You can listen to episodes directly on opposablepodcast.com. You can also subscribe uh, to Opposable Thumbs with iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, and all the other podcast app platforms. Um, We would like to send you an Opposable Thumbs sticker. Uh, So if you share a podcast with a friend or on social media or rate us on iTunes or do something like that, um just let us know you did it and send us your address and we'll drop you a sticker in the mail. Um, Aaron, you have stickers in the mail coming to you as well. Cool. Uh our our sticker and logo was created by Wolfmask. Uh you can check out his work at wolfmaskart.co.uk. He's a super nice person and really great to work with. Um we have some Patreon awesomeness. Uh Nick we'd like to give Nick a shout out as our top Patreon supporter. Thanks, Nick. Uh if you'd like to join Nick in the League of Patreon supporter of badasses, please go to patreon.com slash opposable thumbs to sponsor us.
2: I just want to say a quick shout out to uh our Australian listeners. New South That's Wales right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Australia's really picked up in the in the in the in the download numbers. Yep. And you know, thanks thanks Aussie. That's great. Our podcast is dedicated to providing a harassment-free experience for everyone, regardless of race, gender, age, sexual orientation, disability, physical appearance, body size, knowledge of subject matter, or religion, or that lack thereof. We actively support an inclusive environment, and we want you to be a part of it. Um, You can check out our full code of conduct over at our site. And uh, what else we got? Oh, all we have left is to say thanks to Aaron. So, Aaron, thanks you so much for being our guest. We know you had... A ton going on. You're in another. You're our first uh, person in a different country other than the United States in the podcast. International, <laughs> keeping it international. Up and coming. Um, is there anything else on on the way out, Aaron, that you want to let people know about? Do you have any shows or mm. live in person thingamabobs or just website updates? Or uh, anything well, that you want my to website,
1: Aaron-O'Brien.com. Uh, has most awesome. of the fun things, uh, so you can kind of see my work, uh, upcoming projects that I'm working on. I'm I'm thinking about refugees and resistance and food, so it's nice. coming. There's awesome. there's a couple. We'll see about maybe possibly Portland in the fall, refugee resistance dinner. That's a, that's wow. a maybe. Brad, that's <laughs>
0: yeah. cool. Port- Portlanders, keep an yeah. eye out. I used to to, um, bike up this kind of enormous hill towards Pasadena, and Aaron and I's path would often overlap uh, in the morning, and I would be like, (gasps) like, bailing up the hill.